0: Hi, this is Tamika Kasten-Miller and you are listening to Think Flow Grow. At the end of this episode contains sensitive material and or material that may not be best listened to on speaker. So listen in your car or with earbuds. this is tamika castan miller of ashe yoga in houston texas and i am with river davis hey hashtag woke bay
1: (laughs) the dark yogi (laughs) hashtag the dark
0: yogi hashtag the traveling yogi um and we are um, here because we met at a class right Mm -hmm. so we met at a class and i uh, and i had been seeing your name pop up because people that we mutually know are getting pictures taken by you and all of that. Um, Tell us a little bit about what you do.
1: So I'm a creative director. Uh, I travel internationally. I am also a lifestyle yoga practitioner. Uh, So after a number of Years I decided to adopt the eight limbs as a scientific and philosophic way of life, and now I go and I build communities. And currently, I am living in Houston, which is now home, um,
0: and sharing uh,
1: sharing space with a, a, a really interesting, strong, and special yoga community uh, that exists here.
0: Cool. I'm um- So happy you're here. When I uh, met you in in class, I was like, oh, he's so sweet. And he taught the sweetest little, the sweetest restorative flow. So sweet that I was like, tell me more, I wanna hear more. Um, River and I also, well, we both teach restorative. We both teach flow classes. Mm -hmm. Um, So we have seen people completely relax and also people completely wound up um, and competitive which is really interesting. And we also are Yoga Nidra teachers, so yes. we are guides. Guides, so, super special. Yes, yeah, so guiding people through this incredible special me- form of meditation. Um, so I had to have you on um, because we are also presenters at this gorgeous festival here in Houston. It Universal. is Universal Fest, yes. And it is fantastic for me. It's the highest vibration day the city sees all year long. Um, October
1: nineteenth. Yes. All day.
0: All day long. Yeah,
1: hundreds of yoga presenters.
0: You don't have to ship. Well, not not hundreds of yoga presenters there, but hundreds of attendees who are all there for the same reason. All there for the same reason of just coming together and being and being as. Hippy and loving and weird and like awesome as we as we are yep. and everyone's accepting of one another it is the sweetest day. Um, there are um, it's it's just fantastic. So I, I I definitely I would go whether or not I was presenting and we're both presenting. We're both presenting. So what are you presenting? Uh,
1: I am doing two talks. The first talk is called Consent Beyond Sex. Uh, And the second talk is Power, Influence, and Responsibility. And this uh, relates to our individual power we have in transferring energy to other people and our responsibility to keep that energy positive. Mm. Um, This is a more short TED style talk, but the consent beyond sex is something that's really big with me. And this is about building consent within every Relationship, not just sexual intimate romantic relationships
0: mm-hmm. and you're conducting that talk in the red tent
1: in the red tent so
0: you're being invited into the red tent uh to and which is where i will be um i am in love with the red tent concept and the lean and philosophy of c- women coming together to empower one another And through that empowerment, we don't have to isolate men. We can bring men into the Red Tent. We can all learn from one another. Um, My event, my talk is on the shadow self, um, which was a huge eye opener for me when I started learning about the concept over a decade ago. Um, And by embracing the shadow, we can actually come into fullness of who we are and actually tap into freedom. Yep. Uh, so that is the talk, but we're going to both be in the red tent, and then we have another red tent event, but we'll talk about that later. So first, let's, um, yeah, we let's talk about what we are up to right now, what we are thinking about today and talking about.
1: Well, she wanted to talk about it later, but <laughs> the event we're doing kind of ties into this. Oh, right we are going to
0: talk about this right now, Okay.
1: And I think, so what we're doing is we're doing a joint workshop, uh, community discussion, red tent event that brings the masculine and feminine together so that we can talk about um, gender roles, mm. genderization, degenderization, and, and what those implications have and how those relate to our shadow Sexuality.
0: Actually, I have been running uh, red tent style events. I typically call them goddess talks, but um, they're they are red tent events or moon lodges because they're always done on a big moon. And this one is connected to the new moon, where that's. I mean, that is the that is the time to to tap into the shadow. And so when we're, we're coming, we're going to be in this brand new space. It is gorgeous Beautiful. and comfortable where we can come together. We can talk. We're going to converse about all of the things. And my hope is that my, my LGBT community comes out. I would love for my, my um, everyone, all genders to be yeah. there.
1: All the homies, all my boys come. <laughs> everyone. Everyone, there, everyone. All the, all the girls everyone is welcome everyone
0: in between yeah. non-binary you yes. don't have to identify as anything you can be they he she it doesn't matter we really want you at the event because we want to give voice to a larger community everyone. and this is houston this is where we all coexist relatively peacefully it's a very special yeah, community it is. So everyone, please do come out. My LGBT people, please do come, so we can talk, have a real talk about sexuality. And the shadow is strong within the LGBT community. Um, also, we will have a flow. Um, yep. It's going to be a moon flow, and bring, uh, a, little, bring a little fire into the space. Bring some fire, and then, yeah.
1: And then we'll drop it down into a. a, a kind of back and forth divine uh feminine masculine yoga nidra mm-hmm. which will be a, a really nice kind of i want to say poetic experience between yeah. the two of us just sharing this back and forth which is unique i we've never yeah no, we've yeah. never we've never, never experienced seen it this we haven't seen it. <laughs> it,
0: it it could be um it's either going to be amazing no, or it's going to yeah, be amazing yeah it's only going to be amazing that's the only good. option we're going to put out there what
1: uh what's the date on that
0: and that is September 27th. That is um, happening at Tachada, which is a again a beautiful space. It's in Houston Heights, right on 19th Street. It's super convenient to get there. Well, super convenient to be there. Um, you actually really need to Uber there or carpool because parking is a little limited. But that is all can be found on the Facebook event, which is um, which is called the masculine, the feminine, and the divine. So, if you look for myself, Tamika Castamiller, or River Davis, you can find um, our events or Yoga, Ashe Yoga, A S H E. You can find that event already posted. We're limiting it to 50 people. So, really, and people are already registering. So, you really need to go ahead and register now because the event will sell out. Yeah. We have actually priced it differently at the door, but I don't think there will be any door sales. <laughs> and um, yeah, so.
1: So, that kind of leads us into. Us wanting to continue this conversation about uh, the masculine, the feminine, uh, character traits, and how society has has propagated role crafting.
0: Yes, right? yes. So I'm a historian, and so I have and been a genius <laughs>
1: and an amazing human. I he's very
0: sweet. <laughs> love, love, love. Um, he uh, he's very kind um but I, I, I am a i am definitely um an observer of history and how this has all happened i mean i look at how how women are today and just and in the united states anyway and think how the hell did we get here <laughs> how and i look happen? at
1: the men and i think how the hell did we get here <laughs> when you when you When you've embraced this side, right? When I've embraced my feminine and I've embraced my masculine, and I've I've attempted to remove all these social constructs that tell me to act a specific way, and then I go out into the world and I meet, I meet a goddess. You know, Mm -hmm. every woman is a goddess, Mm -hmm. right? It's just how many layers have been put on top of this to hide the goddessness. Yes. And I I come into these circumstances where I see so much hurt and so much pain that was delivered by the masculine, Mm. you know, by these, by these, these roles, right? And that like these goddesses are so damaged by, by the lack of the masculine being able to adopt any sort of their own feminine, Mm. to to be so driven to one side of, I I can't be emotional. I, I can't show my feelings. I can't be supportive. I can't be protective. You know, I just have to be strong all the time and I have to barbarian through everything. Mm -hmm. And like my only job is to chop down every tree that stands (laughs) in the way, you know, and that's damaging because what happens is when you're chopping the tree down, pieces are flying everywhere. Right. And now all of a sudden your queen, your goddess, she's getting ripped apart by Mm -hmm. the debris because you're not taking care to, to protect and to provide a space for the divine nurturing growth.
0: For her to help, to just be a helper. You know, I think that there's so much, um, there's there so much a kind of a, a disassembling of, of help in general, receiving help. And a man receiving help then becomes this weak man because he receives help from his partner, from from, his, his, from, an, from anyone, much less a woman. And then, and then yes, what, what is the woman left with? And I think the, this, this idea of crafting, you know, how, we, how we do gender in this country, then becomes a reaction. It just becomes a complete reaction mm-hmm. to either, well, look, this is not the role that I'm gonna play with you today, or okay, I will play this role. And then all of a sudden, everything else that doesn't fit within the confines of that then goes into the shadow. Goes into the shadow self, and then one day it will come out. And then this hurt um, figure is like, "Whoa, where's all this coming from?" <laughs> it's coming from what has always been there, yeah. but what I haven't a- ever been allowed to be—at least within this relationship. And it's—and I always say in this country because it's, it is—it's not everywhere. I think that with with women, especially, we think this is how women act. This is how women are free. This is how women do this. And it's like, no, you are completely judging your experience by your experience. There are cultures that are not like that. And the men are also not like that. And so when you're a traveler, you and I are both travelers. Mm -hmm. When we travel, we get to see how other people inform their identity. And then we become informed by that. And all of a sudden, the construct of what was normal changes. So in order to change this, you know, how do we... This
1: is that shadow play too, right? Mm-hmm. Is, is how do you effectively um, manage the shadow self being presented, right? Well, mm-hmm. you shine light on it and then there is no more shadow, you right. know? And this is that exact situation. You go into this world, you have this experience, you come to realization. Mm-hmm. This is the light being shown on the shadow to say like, hey, this construct doesn't serve me. Mm-hmm. This role that has been has been placed on me, you know, Don Miguel Ruiz would call this an agreement, Mm -hmm. you know, this agreement, this social agreement that I unwillingly have succumbed to, Mm -hmm. you know, that has been presented to me because my parents didn't know better. They just tried to do the best that they could with what they had, you know, and what, and society didn't know any better because they were just trying to do the best. But now we know, right? you know, and this kind of plays into the whole...
0: And there have always been people who have known, but oftentimes those people have been placed to the side, of, of to the margins of, of a society as well, mm-hmm. because they are trying to operate outside of the agreements of the society. But the, the, the crazy thing about agreements that have been made in the society, and for those of you who aren't familiar, we're talking about the, we're coming from a place of understanding from the four agreements by Don Miguel Ruiz, who, is speaking to everything that we acknowledge in our world, like um, this what I might call we agree to call this a microphone but there is no truth or inherent truth saying that what we are speaking into right now is a microphone we have agreed to call it that and it comes to the same with the, the the crafting of identity everything is a construct that that we're either agreeing to or disagreeing to therefore Contracts can be changed. Constructs can be broken. Of
1: course, the, I talk about this a lot. Um, in in we, I do a lot of work with the darkness. Right, mm-hmm. this is something that resonates with mm-hmm. me a lot. I talk about it all the time. Um, and to experience the light in its true form, you have to be able to walk through the darkness. Right, because it, within within duality, within the existence of two parts. Mm-hmm. Right you cannot just only exist in the light and the example that I like to give about this is like the boogeyman the boogeyman is not real
0: mm-hmm. right
1: there's no imaginary crazy demon thing living under your bed that's gonna like tickle Wait, your minutes. toes at light and like <laughs> and eat you right yeah right so right. this is so what are you afraid of in the dark mm-hmm. right why do I need a night light right because I've been told that I need a light night because there's scary things in the dark well in reality in the broad daytime, there are
0: That's when the scary criminals yes. running
1: the streets, you know, robbing American people on the mm-hmm. market for billions of dollars. Mm-hmm. And there's, quote, spiritual leaders and priests mm-hmm. uh, within, within a, a, a religion that are taking advantage of young children, mm-hmm. you know? And, like, this is, this is darkness. This is ha- darkness this happening is in the light. light. Mm-hmm. In the light. In the light. And this plays into uh, kind of this... Uh, power versus shadow, the, the masculine and the feminine, is that we have these power traits, mm-hmm. right? And then we have these shadow traits, mm-hmm. you know? And so it's like within the masculine, we have feminine and masculine. And within mm-hmm. the feminine, we have feminine and masculine. You yes, know, it's, I mean, it's both sides are both sides and then you get the you flux. Can, you,
0: can't, you can't have one without the other. And if you look at the yin-yang symbol... I mean, yes, you know, most people just see, okay, there's white on this side, there's black on this side, but there is white in the black big, and there's black big. in the white. Yes. I mean, there is always yes. going to be a little yes. bit of, of everything, a little bit of something in everything and existing in, in these, this binary way of this is this and that is that is no way to exist, No, which I think people are, are leaning or are, are, are doing or they're they and, and it's frustrating because it's it is not natural um when we look at um i was in peru this past summer and one of the things about peruvian culture is they talk about like they are guided by the principle of the of dualism of of sun and moon of of woman and man and at first i was as an lgbtq woman i was just like well, does that mean that you guys are also kind of limited to looking at relationships as between only men and women? And they're like, no, we're looking at like people coming to like the, the unity of the man and the woman. And I was just like, Oh, okay. Like the unity of the masculine and feminine as inherent to the cycle of life and what what life is yes and i just thought about it as it's as, as simple as sunrise and sunset you cannot have one without the other you know <laughs> if
1: the sun was always up it would never rise or set. yes like, yeah. yes
0: i mean you you cannot well that's so confusing i mean ask people in the in the uh arctic what is that the arctic um the arctic circle, circle yeah, you yeah. know it's very confusing when yeah. the sun does not set um, so you you need that and um, and without it even even in that people get really depressed when they're existing in the in the nightless days you know so uh, I, I find that very interesting that people are are just kind of conformed to this and it has all been constructed by imperialism
1: imperialism we- the church <laughs> the we're we're gonna go in real quick. <laughs> Imperialism and the church combined to create, like, essentially, like, basically everything that sucks right now. Like, everything that the conscious, um, that the collective evolution of humanity is currently fighting against, right? It, it created inequality. It created segregation. It created separation. It created uh, individuality, right? Mm-hmm. And not individuality in the sense of, of, Creation, right? Because mm-hmm. each of us is—we individually create our own existence. But individuality, in the sense of, of uh, maybe like solid, like solitude, like mm-hmm. individualizing mm-hmm. individuals, mm-hmm. right? Like mm-hmm. you are stuck here, and we see it today, even within the mass media, is that you watch whatever news channel you watch. I don't watch the news, but you watch a news channel, and it's and it's like um, your neighbors a redneck, you know. Right. Your neighbors are redneck. They voted for this person that we don't like right well realistically speaking your neighbor is the same as you Mm -hmm. you live on the same street you guys probably work in the same not necessarily the same industry but in the same realm world world you know (laughs) and so you're sitting here and this 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 voice in a box is telling you like hate everyone around you yes and this is isolating you from
0: everything and nothing ever gets done like that no of course not. the only thing that builds in that space if we look at at in at the world in a vacuum and you take out relationship you take out relationship between one another and you and and you infuse instead solitude then then there you're also taking out the Mm -hmm. blessings and the abundance and 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 everything gets boiled down to fear fear of one another, fear of fear of more isolation which then creates more isolation and and yes. it's it, nothing is happening in that no. way. The societies that have always been successful societies have always relied on not only one another but also on the Complete future, yep. yes, you know, wholeness of society and the creation of something that is going to last, yep. the creation of something that is going to endure beyond just the present moment. And those have been, if we look at pyramids and we look at the steps, the Incan steps of Machu Picchu, and all of those things that have lasted for, for you know, hundreds of years. The reason why they last is because they didn't create them for themselves. They mm-hmm. were thinking about future societies. Yeah. How can I help my fellow man who comes after me?
1: And this and, is the main point of the whole movement that we're both involved yes. in with all of with the community in Houston and the community mm-hmm. in San Diego and New York and mm-hmm. Berlin and, and mm-hmm. all the communities around the world that are coming together to literally sit here and say, hey, we realize that as individuals, we have all the power. But yes. This this corporation or this religious entity or this belief system or this other thing, they don't have power unless they've convinced you into this form
0: of isolation. And right. And and so we're clear, the the good ones don't need they they're not doing that. Like uh, I am I was raised in, the, in in a very in a in a church that I would never go to today. Um Me too. but <laughs> I actually I actually am a, a church woman um i i have been involved with very amazing churches none of them were trying to be big none of them were trying to do anything other than be in the community helping the community Mm -hmm. the ones that were that were good so i my experience with church is in my old in as an adult woman was different if my only experience with church would have been what i grew up with then God help me. I mean, uh, we're talking Bob Tilton robbing millions of people and the whole nine yards. That was the church that I attended in my youth. Okay. And so having that, I know what that, that greed looks like up close and personal and you give people what they want to hear or what they need to hear. And then you ask them for money to help give I, I don't even understand how this happens, but it does. And The thing is, is that all of these things that we are, all the things that that humanity is coming together to say no to are things that people have used to push their their religion.
1: Agenda. Agenda.
0: It's really pushing an agenda, Agenda. utilizing religion. Oftentimes I'll say, let's not scapegoat religion for the greed of humankind. 100%. You know, like, re- realistically, yeah. you know, that the is just a humanity. word, yeah. okay? And that is that is a community that has also come together to put clothes on people's backs and things like that. But the greed of humankind can exist in any form. and But the easiest is one that unites, which is what we're currently seeing here in the U.S. is seeing people unite behind anger or unite behind mm-hmm. isolation of or I don't like my neighbor because this is what news is telling me my neighbor is doing yep. and therefore that's what they're about.
1: And 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 what we're doing by having this podcast, by doing these workshops, by contributing to the community is essentially we're transmuting disharmonious energy, right? Yes. Greed, anger. These are disharmonious energy frequencies, right? Mm-hmm. And so we can come together and we can say... Um, you know what, greed is a really powerful energy, Mm -hmm. right? But the opposite of greed, right, which would be charity, Mm -hmm. or giving, Mm -hmm. or whatever it may be is this is an equally powerful energy and if all not we have more. If not more and all we have to do is take the current energy and transmute that into yes. this new positive energy what is fear what is anger mm-hmm. powerful disharmonious energies mm-hmm. now let's rework that let's give everyone love it's easy to love It you is. you know it's so easy the to body
0: love. wants to love the heart wants to love the language of the universe is love the language of the universe is community every single every single thing that has that has happened in terms of people moving locations migrating coming to this country going to that country coming together for talks has been to build community or to own a community and so when we're building a community that 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 new vibration, which, by the way, it's not new, it's ancient. That is the that is the language of the universe. That vibration will win. It will, It will. you know, love the hashtag love wins always because it's so true. So true. Um, and when we look at the, the divisiveness between um, black people and white people, it's the same that is being used to create divisiveness between um, men and women. Men and women. You know, mm-hmm. it's the exact same thing mm-hmm. where it it's comes from the same place and it is for the same reason, just to create and cultivate division. When we come together, understanding that we're more like than what we're not, then that is when true growth can happen. That's yep. when we can start pulling things out of our shadow. And if you're not familiar with this shadow concept, I'm, I'm speaking to Jung's concept of the shadow, um, of where we all have these aspects of ourselves in which we are not um showing to the world fully showing to the world and so we hide them Mm -hmm. and so a lot of people actually refer to this as the the darkness your dark side but realistically it's also called the like the the less awakened side or the less or the unfulfilled version of yourself because we all have it so for me i'm an i am a um a social justice warrior but i'm also intolerant as hell when it comes to racism or intolerance and i call this my happy hypocrisy (laughs) that i'm intolerant to intolerance yeah but i i you know so in my shadows actually deep intolerance and i'm working on that but i know that about myself as long as i know that about myself and i can speak to it then i can bring that to the fore so
1: maybe we can talk a little bit about like an example, right? So mm-hmm. let's say let's say a masculine trait is to be active,
0: mm-hmm. right?
1: Would you agree with me that maybe a, a shadow masculine trait would be aggressive, right? Like I'm 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 active, but I'm active in a way that's not conducive to spreading positive energy or to mm. sharing love what, what do you think about this
0: i mean i think it could be but i also think that because an aggressive man is something that is actually especially in a u.s society is actually something that is lauded and you know people love <laughs> an aggressive man <laughs> you apparently know? so yeah we were just talking about <laughs> we were this just too. talking to it about that um uh, and so
1: what's that role about? Like, what, what is this thing? Like, like,
0: I think it comes back to, can you hunt, gather, and can you kill that bug for me?
1: And so we come <laughs> to this, and, and so we, we, we mentioned this before, but it, it comes to this thing where it's like, um, we, we kind of have this situation where, where a, a guy and a girl or a girl and a girl or two people are talking, right? And, mm-hmm. and they get to this point and, and they decide, you know, maybe this isn't for me maybe this relationship isn't for me you know mm-hmm. and they and then they, and then they say like you, you know let's just be friends you know mm. but what they really mean is hey you know what i i, I respect you as a human like this just isn't going to work out our right. energy isn't right? but what you're saying because of these these roles that have been crafted is yes is i don't want a nice person in my life i want i want a bad boy you know, I want. I only want to be intimate. I only want to share myself with someone who treats me like shit. Mm-hmm, you know, and this mm-hmm. is a ridiculous thing. It to, is ridiculous to perpetuate.
0: Yes, this actually speaks to one of the questions that was sent to us, which I'll, I will summarize because it was very long. Um, but this um, question was about uh, someone that she's dating, and uh, a, a man that she is dating, and the man asked her like he says to her, you know, I, I want to flirt with you. Um, do you mind if I kiss you? Do you mind if I touch you? And things like that. And for her, it's a, it's, it's very attractive. But she has always heard of it being um, as a mood killer, you know. And, I, you know, I think to myself, I, I mean, for me, I'm, I'm looking deep in my shadow right now. Like, I don't know, how would I feel about someone, you know, asking for permission to engage and what does that say about what is in my history as well you know um but yeah that speaks to that whole like if, if if me if if a man saying may i kiss you is a or a woman saying may i kiss you is a mood killer what do you need to set the mood
1: yeah what should you want someone to like Tell you that you're a a shit human being, and then all of a sudden let's make out. Yeah, like (laughs) (laughs) by the way, I don't respect you at all. Let's make out. Like, give me your face. (laughs) What doesn't even make any sense. This are we all
0: looking for Christian Grace? Is that what the is that what the argument is like? I don't know. And then.
1: (laughs) And this is something that I talk about a lot. I I had met this girl, we dated for a little bit, and and she had really put me on to to consent. And so for us, it was... Well, at the time, for me, it was... Consent was like a sexual thing, right? Mm -hmm. It was like, you're in the bedroom, you're intimate, it's romantic, everything's about to go down, and it's like a security blanket so you don't go to jail, Mm -hmm. you know? Which is a terrible way to look at it. But it's a thing. But it's a thing. It is a thing. And so... She begins to like start teaching me, you know, and as we're walking around, she's like, hey, c- can I hold your hand? You know, hey, would you mind if I massage your neck while we sit in the park? You know, like, hey, um, can-, can I take a sip of your drink? You know, everything. Can I ask you a question? Hmm. Asking me to ask me a question. Mm. Like, is this okay? And this is, this is huge, right? Mm-hmm. Because when we, we're friends, right? Mm-hmm. And so society has this expectation around friendships right like you're my friend so you're supposed to do all these friend things for me yes right yeah well i don't necessarily know what you're doing right now so you call me and you yes. say
0: and I, you don't know what my rules what, like, are yeah. or your rules what our for boundaries are
1: for, exactly because yeah. we haven't said anything mm-hmm. because no one teaches us that mm-hmm. so you call me and you're like hey riv what's up you know and you just start dumping on me you know today Mm -hmm. my boss was such a jerk well you don't know where i'm at you don't know what i'm doing i'm in the car i'm driving my mom to the hospital right now this is a really intense thing for me hey sorry I can't really talk to you. I hang up. Well, all of a sudden, your expectations haven't been fulfilled. The fear that you have about not being provided for through our friendship has not been fulfilled. And so, therefore, now there's friction in our relationship. Mm -hmm. There's anger because Mm -hmm. you feel like our friendship hasn't been fulfilled.
0: Mm. So, consent really is about just nipping the unspoken expectations in the butt.
1: In the butt, up front, and setting boundaries. Let's just
0: create some boundaries. And healthy relationships depend on healthy boundaries so much and if they're not there and i think once they're set then great You're you know good. and i think also the one thing that we're not addressing is that the answer has to be honest you know it, it, and you it, have to
1: accept it too the yes. other side has to be accepting if, of that honesty mm-hmm. if you want to say no you say no and the other person has to from a point of indifference and from equanimity say Cool. I accept that. Right, right. We're cool. Let's keep going. If I'm with a girl and we're sitting there, we're flirting, whatever, I'm like, hey, I would really like to kiss you right now. Is that something that we could do? And then she's like, you know what? I, I, I'm not really comfortable with that right now. Now, I have the option, right? I can play into this shadow masculine, mm-hmm. right? And I can get upset that my expectations haven't been fulfilled, that this girl, all these things in my head, she, she does like me. You were leading me on. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> you know, and I could get mad and then I, I could take that anger out. You know, I can mm-hmm. say, no, you're a blah, blah, blah. I'm going to call you a bad name. I'm going to treat you badly and then I'm going to leave, right? Now, this damages her right and mm-hmm. so the next person who comes down the line who wants to treat this goddess like the queen that she is has to then pick up all the pieces this and is and she's
0: less likely to be honest with exactly. that person because she's already seen someone shed on her truth
1: shit all over it
0: it's like wait you asked me a question i told you to answer now you've reacted you know in this way to me so now am i the crazy one
1: and then on the other side you can embrace it, right? Mm-hmm. And I can sit there and I can say, and I've been in this situation many times. You know, no, that's not cool. Right now, okay, fine, let's keep chilling. Mm-hmm. You know, because it's not about it's not about the reward in the present moment. It's about it's about
0: the present moment. It's, <laughs> it's about the present moment. So
1: let's keep going. Because yes. what, what am I going to do if I really care about this friendship? If I really care about this person? Right. I'm gonna. I'm not gonna let one little thing negatively impact our entire relationship over time i'm gonna just accept whatever it is and i'm gonna keep moving on is that super easy not always but i mean it's one of those things where we've crafted these roles
0: yes and crafted expectations within the roles so if you i I remember playing with this once where i um i i have dated everything and i I went on a date with this guy and i said that i was going to pay for the meal and so, anyway, the mill ended up being really expensive, and uh, and so, uh, I mean, I was kidding. <laughs> this is my less involved self, but I said I was like, you know, this mill is really expensive, so I expect sex later. <laughs> yeah. I was joking. Way to flip the rolls though. <laughs> yes, I was like, no, you know, I was like, if. This is, such a, it's, this is such a thing in our society of, well, I spent X dollars, so I expect X back from you. It's like an investment of my time as opposed to, can we just, you know, be in this moment with one another and enjoy each other's company and whoever picks up the check, picks up the check without any expectations. So the, all of the crafting within those roles, they help to then support shadow self, you know, support mm-hmm. all of the things that then we don't want to say. Which then the, I think it retards our enlightenment because in order to enlighten, we have to bring our whole selves to the table and deal with ourselves. Like I read the other day from the, um, a quote from the Bhagavad Gita that said that um, yoga is the act of dealing with the consequences of our lives. And I was like, "Oh my gosh!" <laughs> yes. <laughs> I was like, "Oh my goodness," because you know I remember having barbecue before a yoga practice once, like, yeah. and I dealt with the consequences of that. If I'm dealing with all of of holding in my emotions, I remember going to uh, a sound bath after my mother passed, and I was not processing those emotions. I was just like. I'm gonna work. I'm gonna do what I gotta do. I don't wanna feel right. I do not have time to grieve. Like, I don't have time for this. So I was just like, I go to a sound bath and the and the heart chakra was played on that first bowl and I lost it. I mean, it was just like, ah, I was audibly crying and I was so embarrassed. I don't know who noticed. But I and for and when it was like for the next couple of weeks, it was the same because I wasn't dealing with processing. I was putting everything back in that space. like I will deal with this later and imagine if I never dealt with it. Imagine. So yeah, that was huge. Um, do, do you want to see the other question that yeah, came into us? Here. So this one, um, <clears throat> I, I'm not mentioning names because I don't know if you want your names mentioned. Um, The other was... um, Oh, this was about um, tuning out external cues of the world. Oh, my God. So she says, what's a good way to turn out external cues of the world and get in touch with our internal cues? For instance, when it feels like my body needs a rest day, but then I see cues that tell me, quote, yoga every damn day. (laughs) Can we just talk about the... Okay, sorry. Curse word to follow. The abject fuckery that is yoga ground most days. (laughs) (laughs) I mean...
1: (laughs) I mean, we could even just take it a little bit farther and say, like, can we just talk about the fuckery that is westernized yoga? Like... When we've we've literally appropriated something and stripped it down of all of its value into an exercise program, right? And then the the ramifications of that, the ramifications of removing enlightenment from enlightenment, you know?
0: How hard do you have to work to take enlightenment out of enlightenment? Like that is absolutely imperialization <gasps> of a imperializing a culture a whole culture a, a whole practice culture.
1: a whole culture <laughs> i'm sorry we only do vinyasa flow classes at our yoga studio i'm like um okay so you're literally just investing all your time in building fire 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 in every single one of your every students single and student. there's no balance at all and you're and you're wondering why people are all out of balance all over the place
0: yeah What? And in a city. It's not like you're in the Appalachian Mountains. And so, yes, you're building fire because this person doesn't maybe see humans, you know, for a day or not. This is not to say that people in the Appalachian Mountains don't see humans. If you're listening to this from there, namaste. What I'm saying is... (laughs) if we were in a society where we saw humanity like maybe every four days or something then yeah maybe building fire a lot is in a balance to all of that but we are literally in big cities like working corporate nine to five yes
1: and then i'm gonna go to fire flow class every single day of the week
0: and you've driven through and we're currently in houston texas you've driven through houston traffic to get to that class I don't know about anyone else I know for sure actually other people said this because they have told me that you're like flipping everyone off on your way there because they're in your way you're like get out of my way I'm got to get to my yoga class I'm got to go one time I got to my yoga class late and was and they wouldn't let me in the class and I was like Ooh. I'm gonna throw a brick through this window you're not gonna, gonna let me in my yoga class and then I was just like do you hear yourself? You are insane. Yeah. And this is what happens when you live in a yang society and only build more yang. Where is the yin to all of that?
1: And 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 this isn't to say that there isn't a place for vinyasa flow. No. A good friend of mine, Madonna, shout out Atrium Yoga. We have long discussions about the appropriate place for vinyasa, creative flow. She's an amazing teacher and, and has helped me come to an understanding of like, hey, this is a thing within yoga, mm-hmm. right? It's a really valuable thing. Mm-hmm. It helps a lot of people. It's it's a very good thing, right? But what we have also come to the agreement on is that you need other things. You yes. need, you need you, education. As you much need, as
0: you need vinyasa flow, you also need restorative. You need and meditation. And as much as you need asana, you need meditation.
1: You need to... And and, and and I think one of the most important things that's always overlooked is breath.
0: Bruh. We're, we're sitting... So for the person who sent this in, Christina, thank you for sending that in. Because you're at home... How is, that, how is that mutually exclusive from doing yoga? You don't, yoga, we talk about the eight limbs of yoga. There are eight limbs of yoga. Asana of is one eighth. Asana is one-eighth. only one. One eighth of what yoga is. Breath, oh my goodness, my dogs are going nuts. Breath is only one eighth of what yoga is. Meditation is only one eighth of it right i mean like we have all of the so mm-hmm. when we're coming together to when we're looking at yoga as a holistic practice if your body is saying not today then you are practicing a limb of yoga you are practicing uh, a yama a yama by practicing ahimsa by doing by practicing self care by not not further hurting yeah. yourself
1: or dhyana. <clears throat> Or
0: <laughs> well, yes. Or if, I mean, there Jahara. are, s- <laughs> I mean, which is my favorite, by the way, like I love the turning inward and that's the, that's yeah. the restorative Yen Yogi in me. But-
1: and, and so I guess <sighs> what she's getting at is that we've allowed society to roll craft,
0: right? Mm-hmm. To roll
1: craft and say that yoga every damn day is defined as asana every damn day.
0: Exactly. In a studio
1: in a studio. And and so how do you how do you deal with what she asked the external cue versus mm-hmm. your internal self, right? You, the external cue is that society has created this image that tells you, "Hey, you got to do asana every single mm-hmm. day in a studio or you ain't shit."
0: You have to do asana every day or you're not fulfilling the 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 meme or fulfilling the hashtag.
1: Yep, that and you're not fulfilling that external cue, right? Mm-hmm. That that everyone is Projecting onto you, right? Mm-hmm. And so how do, how do you get past that internal cue? And I, and I think this is something that I, I've worked, we probably have both been working on this a lot and as, as everyone is mm-hmm. because this is kind of that dealing with that shadow self, yes. right? The shadow self is coming up and telling you, hey, be, this is what everyone expects of you. Mm-hmm. Like do this, right? Yes.
0: And for a woman, a woman is supposed to do what is asked of her. So, the expectation of a woman is if I ask you to do this, you will show up for me and do it. And in the shadow is no, I will take care of myself. So, in the four is selflessness, and in the shadow is selfishness. And we have given that term selfishness. A negative connotation when, in reality, it's simply putting yourself first, putting your needs first. How can you take care of the needs of anyone else if you're not putting your needs first? And so that external cue of no, you might, I am. I am asking you to show up. Well, as a as a woman, especially, it's like, oh well, then I must show up. No, I I, I absolutely don't believe that. And for the record. I, I know people personally who use that hashtag yoga every damn day, who are actually not doing yoga every damn day. Not only not asana, but also not any of the other eight limbs of it. And, and I mean, we could also argue that by doing active asana, by doing power flow, and da da da, only are you doing yoga, or are you performing, or are you doing competition? Not necessarily with other people, but competition with yourself, or are you self-harming? Like is, where does, where does engaging in this then, um, uh, where, how does that then damage the other areas that we are to be working on? And I think that another way, another answer to your question is to consider the fact that if, if you choose to study the eight limbs of yoga, Consider that the ancient yogis would say that we don't even get to arrive at asana until we're practicing the first two. You know, how we interact with self, how do we interact with the world.
1: Ethical practices, disciplines. Yes. Until until we've achieved, and, and this was a super interesting thing for me when I did my training, was the adoption of ethical practices. Not that I wasn't ethical before. It was the realization that like, hey, once you commit your life to being ethical, you can't go back. There is no becoming unethical anymore. No longer, not that I ever really thought of this, but I would never steal right because i know that theft is an unethical practice mm-hmm. and i've been practicing ethical practices for so long that th- the concept of theft is so far removed from me that i can never go back and this is one of the best parts of yoga is that as you evolve there is no going back like mm-hmm. once you have self discipline you will not lose self discipline you know once you have one pointed devotion to yourself and to this abstract concept that people would call God, right? Or all of existence or the cosmos or the universe or whatever Mm -hmm. it is that you want to uh, uh, identify with. Once you have that, you're not going back. You're Mm -hmm. not going to go back to false idols. You're not going to go back to watching the news. You're not going to go back to uh, trying to fulfill some kind of consumerist agenda that's being pushed on you to say like, if you're a man, you need to own a truck Mm -hmm. and you need to not show your emotions Mm -hmm. and you need to treat women like garbage And you need to be the most powerful, barbaric thing that you can possibly be. And on the other side, as a woman, like you you can't be accepting of of going back into a society that says you need to drive a, a little petite Pretty car, and you need to <laughs> right. wear little clothing, and mm-hmm. you need to be sexy, and you need to be objectified. Sexually. But not sexy for
0: yourself, sexy for the, obje- for the- objectification of yourself. Exactly. Uh, there's nothing wrong with being said. Be sexy. Be sexy. Be, be sexy. Super sexy. If you, you want it, but for, for, you. You. for you, for you. But this whole, you can't go back because it's your truth. It's like it's because that's an agreement that you have made, mm-hmm. which is one of the beauties of, of making agreements that you are making is that they're your agreements. They are your They are your truth and nobody is going to sit there and tell you, well, you're not this because you know that that's not true.
1: And I love this, the the your truth, Mm -hmm. right? And it's your truth because it's you, Mm -hmm. you know, and, and maybe it takes people a little bit of time to discover who they are, but this is the difference between... Um, low self-esteem and 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 high self-esteem, or or no confidence and and high confidence, and
0: authenticity and falsehood.
1: Exactly, like
0: living in living in your authenticity and being able to say this is who I am and this is who I am not, and there is always some gray around the edges because then I can I am not you know a, a black and white person. Um, I am flexible, but knowing what, what, what is your truth, knowing what is important to you, knowing what your values are, knowing what your ethics are, they're all going to be there. And you know, when you're operating out of your ethics, you know, it's, this came up actually recently and actually my, my petty self, because sometimes I'm petty, um, Mm -hmm. my petty self had to put, I I, I did, I put it on my Insta as a reaction because I I recently had an interaction with a, a, a yogi who was who gave a very salty, petty ass response to an ask that I was I was asking. And um and it was the response though was was like my integrity doesn't allow for me to do this. And and, and I just thought you're that that's a surface response because your integrity, if you had it, wouldn't be this petty. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. true (laughs) i I just i i i mean we not with someone who's asking a question like i you know it was just like this was a really petty way of interacting and um and i just i I was i was actually put we get a really kind of because i'm not used to that i'm used to people but i'm also I, i i also assume a lot, because also when you have when you're operating out of a certain set of ethics, there is an assumption that everyone else is operating out of those same ethics, and so that's when, difficult to deal that with. That is difficult to it's deal really with. really difficult to deal with. Just the same as when you're operating out of the c- construct of, you know what I've I'm I am friendly and I am aggressive. Because I've embraced all of who I am, and I believe in speaking to what is true for me, and people interpret that as aggressive. Um, so, I mean, someone told
1: me the other day, like, "You're dominating," and I was like, "Really dominating?" I'm mm. like, I don't know, and <clears throat> and I, I'm still working through like where, where, That's where that came from, how it was defined for that person and like and like how that directly related to me like being dominating for me seems like like a shadow masculine thing like a like a I own you like come do this do that like clearly everyone
0: clearly clearly he owns um he has a thing about needing to own things like what I mean what Um, my thing is is out of what projection of your shadow are you are you framing this con this conversation or this content or whatever like at some point and if someone points that out to you then why not take a step back and acknowledge you know what I was completely operating out of left field. I was not at my highest self when I was making that response or that assumption that you're dominating or whatever. I was seeing you as my older brother who was always repressive with me or whatever, mm-hmm. you know.
1: Past relationship issues, whatever right, it is. Right, right. This is what I'm seeing in you right yes. now that's making me feel this way. Mm-hmm. That's a constructive way to communicate, yes. you know, like I'm feeling this way because of this. You know, it's yes. like, okay, now, now I have a full awareness of, okay, now I know what this person is defining as dominant. I know the background, the context, the yeah, situation. it's just data for
0: you. You don't have to use it against them, but it is data for you, right, to be able to say. And and it's like, oh, well, when I say it, blah, 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 this might be interpreted in this way. I actually saw this recently on Queer Eye. Shout out to Queer Eye, which is the show everyone should be watching. Seriously. I don't watch TV ever. I just Netflix or... Except Jeopardy, uh, people who know me know I do watch Jeopardy religiously, but <laughs> but that's because I'm a nerd. But on Queer Eye, there was a moment in which um, one of the, the guys said, um, you know, you're giving me vibes like I used to get from my mother, and it's really making me frustrated with you right now. And he was like, and I thought, what a beautiful way of saying this is evoking something right now in me it has nothing to do with you Mm -hmm. it has everything to do with my relationship with my mother and it's coming out right now and i just am speaking to it so that you know
1: yep and now let's we can make an adjustment from here on how we can communicate more appropriately yes this is a huge and and i i think everything that we've been talking about this whole time plays back into this masculine Mm -hmm. feminine like role crafting, you know, and, and, and I think another thing is this true self that you had mentioned. This is really interesting, especially in the LGBT community in that people who, who don't align with this view, right? Someone who is anti LGBTQ, (laughs) everything else, um, you know, they, for some reason, can't understand people being their true self. Right. And and I wasn't always... the person I am now. Mm-hmm. One time ago, I didn't understand either, mm-hmm. you know? And so, f- to now come into that understanding, I can see, and it was an eye-opening thing for me, I'm gonna tell a little story. Mm-hmm. Met this girl, famous girl, Barbie, queen. You know, just an all-around like amazing human being. But from the surface level, I was like, okay, probably low self-esteem, lots of plastic surgery, all of these crazy things, you know, everything was filling my head of mm-hmm. like w- what society has created a role f- who, of someone who looks like this. Mm-hmm. You know, that Beverly Hills kind of mom, mm-hmm. depressed, lots of pills, like trying to solve their problem by by finding um, uh, acceptance from the outside, mm-hmm. right? And so I, I meet this, I meet this goddess, and she's amazing, and it, it turns out that. Yeah, she does look like this visually, right? But only because this is her true self. This is where she feels most comfortable, right? She only did these things for her. She only exists for her. And so when we put this into a, into a terms of the LGBTQ, like, okay, if, if I was transgender right and i identified as i'm a male and i identified as a woman and so i started to be what i identified Mm -hmm. with right this is just me being my true self Mm -hmm. this is me existing in my i grew up in Wyoming on a farm right Mm -hmm. and so my parents are cowboys my grandparents were cowboys Mm -hmm. but i don't feel like a cowboy Mm -hmm. right so i moved to los angeles and i stumble across a punk rock show Mm right? oh, this is, this is where I feel home, yeah. you know? And so I go out, I buy a jean jacket, I put on some Converse, I put some studs into my thing, mm-hmm. I get some some cool tattoos, Like, and this is how I exist now because this is how I feel my true self. Mm-hmm. And in, in humanist theory, this would be called residual self-image. Yes. How do you view yourself, right? Mm-hmm. And this is what we want to become. We want to become the most abundant version of ourselves.
0: Yes, and even if you take it to... Ancient religious people, St. Francis, okay, St. Francis said that the more that you embrace your deepest desires, the more likely you are being the person you were created to be. And I'm like, I remember when I, when I, I, when I found that out, I was, I was studying to become uh, a spiritual director, which, which I am, which is most people don't know, because I don't do it often, at least on purpose. And so, um, and, and I remember reading this and I thought, oh my gosh, like this is St. Francis is telling everyone to come out. Like come out of whatever you're in, whatever closet you're in, and the crazy thing is that everyone is in some sort of closet—a closet, a closet um, man who wants to cry, mm-hmm. a closet woman who doesn't want to have children, you know, a closet a trans woman, you know, all of all of the all of the a things. A couple that
1: doesn't want to get married.
0: A couple that a couple that doesn't want to have kids you know all of the things that society says that you have to do which is insane because again if we even if we look at that like well you're even if we look at the the bs that is women need to keep you know like procreate and da 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 all of that all of that mentality was only happening because back when the colonists were colonizing everything you had to procreate
1: you needed as many you people to as, survive yeah
0: you needed humans you needed humans to survive it was a survival thing we have survived we have plenty of people we're
1: gucci right now <laughs>
0: like, we're, we we're good like enough do
1: what you want have basically. more dogs do what you want have
0: more dogs have less children you know like we <laughs> we're gucci and, and so i
1: i what i'm what i'm really getting out of all of this that's, that's coming together is that that we have these external roles, right? Mm-hmm. These these crafted archetypes that have been built to, to put us into a construct. Mm. Right. And and now we are creating tools to, to move internally to, to take us out of that construct and to put us into a space of, of true self discovery. Mm-hmm. Right. And that and and one of the tools is this power sexuality versus shadow sexuality right Mm -hmm. how do we embrace both because without Mm -hmm. one we can't Mm -hmm. have the other and without one we can't grow you know and so and now it's this balance of of what comes up what is this thing what did it bring up for me when someone said that about me you know what how did that make me feel let me reflect on that oh what habit patterns do i have where where my masculine energy is being projected so much that it makes someone feel that way mm-hmm. right even, even whatever their personal reason is that it was still said to me and I still feel some type of way about it right? <laughs> so, type away all the fucking feelings you know and I'm not afraid to admit that I have feelings about that you yeah. know like, because that's not how I want people to feel I want people to feel when they're around me they're safe this is a safe space we can be our honest selves you can come here you're welcomed I I i am using my divine masculinity to create a safe and secure place for other people for the feminine to come in and to be that nurturing pure essence goddess beautiful energy right so that we can co-create everything yes you know
0: and i and and let me tell you I f- that's the energy i get from you now if and if i got something else i would tell you because I think that also being in relationship requires, like I said, honesty, but an you know, honesty that, that is deeply steeped in, in integrity and ethics that is saying like, like, look, when you do this, I get these vibes and this is da-da-da. I, I think that as we know, most of what we are saying is, is a projection from mm-hmm. our own selves. But also, um, how much of what we're saying is a reaction to, to something that's being crafted? And then how much is just uh, then based on that reaction is then another construct? But none of it is actual truth. So I think when yeah. you know kind
1: of jumping constructs to constructs. Yeah, dun, yeah, dun, dun, like, let's break each. Let's, it's like
0: Lego land. Follow the pattern of, around. Yes. Yeah. You know, and and yep. once we start, so with the yoga, what we're doing is like stripping back all of that BS, stripping back all of it to come back to truth, to come back to heart energy, the light, to actually see self, to actually be in communication with big self, capital S or Atman god Mm -hmm. spirit whatever you want to call is whatever it is i mean but in order to get there we have to strip some things off and we have to take all those building blocks off to come back to the foundation which is truth but we don't we can't get to that truth if all we're doing is reacting which is why watching the news is not the healthiest thing right now Uh, it's not to say be ignorant of what's going on in the world but perhaps Check in, see, you know, okay, yes, like the planet is still going in this direction or whatever. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we're
1: functioning. We're functioning. We're
0: good. Like, check in and then like, all right, you know, and then check back out. Or, or find a source that isn't going to be so damaging to the psyche every time you open it up. Maybe...
1: I think this is a great point too, and and to do this within everything, right, is to yes. to have a check and and to remove the things from your life that are damaging to your psyche, right? And you have a friend who's screwing yourself up all the time, like that's not your friend,
0: right? You know, and actually, uh, my my friend and uh, healer uh, Kim uh, Pence, if you're here in Houston. You guys, Kim Pence. Her website is Kim Pence Light is amazing. She's actually um, doing some some. Uh, we're gonna be doing some work, future work together, and you have to meet her. Okay, she done.
1: is done in the books.
0: Wow, like this is an ancient, ancient soul. And um, one of the things that she was speaking to. So, um, really tiny, quick story. I know we're going a little long, but it's valuable. No, we're cool. um, when there was. uh, uh, one of the most beautiful people in my life, um, who's a fellow student, shout out, uh, Sandra, um, was talking about, you know, people on the roles of people in her life that are changing and, um, and having kind of a reaction, um, to her growth as something that was, that was negative for them. And, you know, and we, we were, we were talking about how, You know, people in in your life are not going to, we're not all going to evolve at the same time and that, and that's fine. And so one of the, the things that, that Kim, um, kind of shined on, on, on situations like these is that, you know, everyone has give, everyone has permission to evolve at their own rate because you are not where I am on the same vibration as me doesn't mean that I can't be with you or we can't be friends. I, I still can sit. I can, however, I can say, Hey, look, this is where I I am. Um, and if we're going to be in relationship with one another, this is me, my advice, this is me now speaking, not necessarily Kim, but this is where I am. And I'd love for you to be in relationship with me here and if that's not okay then i then that's fine too. So we can we can i think what we need is to come to the our the people in our lives and the situation in our lives and say this is where i am, do you fit into this and speak to it. Again, like getting that consent. You know, do you want to be a part of what i'm about right now? And be okay with the answer. If the answer is no, be okay with, nah, that's not really where I am right now and, and be okay with that. Come to it with a sense of equanimity and th- thank that person for the, the role that they have been in, in your life and be okay with letting them go without malice. You know, without without any type of rancor toward the answer, because we're not all going to be evolving at the same time. So for me, I like to, I have created kind of a bubble of, you know, enlightened people around me. And one of the things that I'm doing, I actually spoke about in the last episode, sorry, the episode prior, is that what I mean, what I am currently working on is seeing everyone on the continuum of, of human uh, consciousness and of the, the human existence, and that we all get to exist in it at the same time. Mm-hmm. I need to see more light in people with whom I vehemently disagree and be okay with them being who they are and being okay with not having them so close to my circle. I don't have to get rid of them completely, but knowing that that is out there gets to greater inform what I'm up to in my life. Um, and I don't have to let them go, but for certain they're not going to be influencers. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So This is another way to to think about it. And that's something I'm working on because I'll cut somebody loose in a minute. Let's say, (laughs) let's say, um,
1: let's say we were going to give the listeners a tool, Mm. a tool to help deal with this type of situation. Cause I, I know that specifically recently in my life, I've come to a similar situation where it's like, damn I need to be accepting of this, right? Mm. But this isn't the outcome of the situation that I wanted, mm-hmm. right? And so now I'm sitting there like, okay, I need to come at this situation with love, right? But it keep, it it pops up again, you know? And I'm like, no, 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 no. Love, 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 love. Yeah. You know, and then 20 minutes later, it pops up again. I'm like, no, 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 no. Love, mm-hmm. more love, more love, more love. And m- maybe this is difficult to a point where some people, and, and maybe I'm just speaking for myself, is that, it's, it's fucking hard to deal with, you know. It's like it is how do I? With. How many times do I have to go through this? No love, no love, well, no love before I actually process, or am mm-hmm. I not processing it? Right? Like, where do we stand in this of, of of being able to help people deal with this situation when the outcome isn't there, when the energy isn't there?
0: But I think it comes back to Ahimsa. Like, are you are are you the only person loving? You know, are you the only person giving to that situation? And are you giving out of a... For, for me, it comes down to two things. Am I giving out of abundance? If I'm completely in abundance and I can give to you without taking anything from myself, if I can give love to the situation without sacrificing love for myself or ethics or integrity or anything like that, if I'm giving out of abundance, then that is something that I can then, that I can freely give. If I'm giving out of a deficit... Or if me, by me giving mm-hmm. I go into deficit, then you're then that's an unhealthy boundary. And the second thing is is that if I if I do give love to a situation or a person, is that person going to meet me back with love? If the answer is no, then again that's no longer a healthy boundary. And for me, healthy relationships require healthy boundaries. So, so what before, do you do? That's a no. That's a, that's a deal breaker for me. Okay. So for me, it's, it's, it's about saying, I love you. And I release you from this situation because at the end of the day, I got to love me and I have to start with the love for myself as I love. And I don't think it, I don't think it, 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 it's, there's a, there are levels or stairs to this. I love myself and I love humanity at the same time. And I love myself. <laughs> and I love myself. You're taking too much from me right now, honey. Like when you're ready to give me something back, when we can meet at 100% of ourselves to where I don't have to give 150 and you only give 50, then we can we can come back together. And it doesn't have to be forever. It can be right now. This actually happened with one of my friendships where... I was on my path and my journey, and she was not. And she was going in a different direction. And I was just like, hey, this is where I am. You know, I love you. And this is where I am. And this is where we're going to have to meet right now. Are you interested in being there? And the nonverbal answer was no. And it was fine because we, we went our different ways. And now years later, we've recently come back to ourselves. And the crazy thing is we are in the exact same vibration now. So some people just need, you know, that little, that little space and, 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 and it could have gone the other way. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like there have been plenty of people who are only tangentially in my life now, um, you know, are just the fringe, but I, but I, I have changed on that. I was definitely the cut them loose and block them person. (laughs) In fact, I mean like this is this is like my thing is I'm like, all right, bye, block, bye, block. Like I don't I don't want you anywhere in my life. I don't want your energy, I don't want any of it any of it. And now I, I am seeing that no, it is all it's important and it, can I still love myself in this situation? Am I still in abundance?
1: Okay, I have something before we wrap. Oh up. yes. Okay. Okay. So I recently met a friend. Um just a great human um, and someone who is is on the path, you know, and very uh, has just so much potential to to become fully realized um, in their journey. And so they gave me a gift, and it's a little book. Um, it's called The Rules for a Night, and it's by the actor Ethan Hawke.
0: Who I love, by the way. It's great. He's amazing. He's great.
1: And so... <laughs> I guess the first thing is I just am grateful to have this person in my life in, in any regard uh, because what I've gained from the relationship has been very powerful mm-hmm. for me um, and, and I hope for them also. And so what I wanted to do was, this is basically a book of just a bunch of little things that Ethan Hawke wrote to his kids about um, how, to, how to make it through life.
0: That is so awesome. And
1: so I just want you to pick a page number. Let's say 20 through
0: What are my 169. And then we're
1: going to read just whatever the the little part from that page number is. Okay. I'm going to
0: go at 107.
1: 107. Speech. Hmm. Do not speak ill of others. A knight does not spread news that he does not know to be certain, or condemn things that he does not understand.
0: First of all, I needed to hear that.
1: (laughs) Me too. Me too. Straight up, me too.
0: Hashtag triggered. (laughs) Hashtag relatable. (laughs) (laughs) So, to the person who was being petty, (laughs) to the person who was being petty before, I forgive you. (laughs) I don't know what your situation was that day. (laughs) Uh, i needed to hear that oh my gosh okay
1: so we're gonna be doing we're both gonna be at universal yes uh festival houston october 19th
0: yes and we are both in the red tent and then you're also in the the ted talks they are the the enlightenment stage stage um i'm actually closing the red tent so i'll be there headliner um... headliner alert! <laughs> 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 I, don't, I don't know i don't know i don't know if it's that or it's the the, the the opposite but i will be there i'm so excited about it i'm also um creating um goddess talks not only here but the ascendant goddess retreat which is happening in new hampshire where it's going to be nothing but women coming together, enlightening one another, empowering one another. That's happening uh, in October as well. In fact, preceding Universal. No. Yeah, the week preceding Universal. Um, But for sure, what we will be doing is um, on Universal is is that. And then we have our event together, which is September 27th, um, that you can find, again, look for River Davis or ashe yoga or tamika Casamiller, but um ashe yoga is better um to find that event that is called the masculine the feminine and the divine and that is a red tent talk it's going to be amazing amazing two and a half hours of just community building flow meditation some light bites um We're music go of course real
1: deep into the divine uh, masculine and feminine mm-hmm. and our shadow themselves yes. and just kind of define define these these gender roles and then and then degenderize them and then yes. just work through all of these different things. So
0: and we'll have crystal sound heal, bowl healing and the whole nine yards. Um, it's going to be amazing. So I really hope that you guys um, will come again. Please register for that. And also, if you can't find the event on Facebook, it's all good. You can register on um, ashayoga.com. So that is it for us today. I'm so thankful for River. Thank you. For you, for you. Thank you. <laughs> oh that was for my for listeners only, that was us hugging. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and somehow the dogs have escaped from their pen. So hey it's definitely time for us to go. So in lieu of a meditation being at the end of this episode, because it was a little long What I will be doing is recording my uh, Yoga Nidra being co-led with River, and I will then attach that as a separate episode that you will be able to find after our event on the 27th. Take care, and namaste. Bye. You've been listening to Think, Flow, Grow. This is Tamika with Asha Yoga. I'd love to hear your feedback and would love to hear any topics that you'd like for me to address. Feel free to email me at tamika at ashyoga.com. Also, you can go to that website to find out upcoming workshops, retreats, and events in your area.